What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. You are joined by the Lion Killer, Beric Dundarian, the Doctor, Rosenthal J. Wiggum, and myself, the Sasquatch. How are you, lads? Is all, is all good? Yeah, good, good, not too bad. Uh, looking forward to another sunny, hot bank holiday weekend. That's wasted in quarantine. That's in fun. quarantine, exactly, yeah. So. Lost. Unless you're out your back garden getting absolutely... Out your back garden getting slaughtered, yeah, because I'm actually kind of getting a, a nice uh, a nice bronze <laughs> going on the last couple yeah, of days. That's because you keep getting twisted and passing out in the garden. I know, I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> you stop that. After I cut it as well. We did a little bit of, we did a little bit of exercise in the park the idea today, and I swear to God, the tan I have off it is like... Yeah. But, like, obviously, in a wife beater yeah. style... Handwork. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. She's done how can you say with beer, can you? Vest? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. Probably vest, isn't it? Vest. Like a few complaints. <laughs> um, From the, the female viewership. If anyone. Here. Um, what I was going to say is, Joyce, you lads been able to, to exercise in the sun when I have to strictly exercise in the shade. <laughs> 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 to my complexion. Can you not, like, like this is probably a silly question because you are a, a touch rouge. Yeah. But um, like sun cream does nothing, does it not? Like ah, it does. Yeah, I'm vastly exaggerating what it's like to be ginger. Just... But some, but some people like can't walk outside their door. Like I, I, I can remember being being in Santa Panza as a as a as a youth, as a hellion. Uh, I literally one day in the sun. And I think I did put on swim cream, but then I was in the pool and probably washed off. And it was blistering on my back, like it was bubbling. Run. Yes. Very, I'm very ginger. Let's put yeah. it that way. Uh, I'm offensively ginger, actually, I think is is more susceptible. <laughs> you're, yeah. not that, you're not that freckly, though. Like, you're not. Uh, I'm not, but what I would say is since I've been working from home, right, the sun just shines in my window and I've been getting burnt through a window on my face. Like Some days I've been, my face been bright red through a window. Like... A double glaze one as well, like so. Yeah, that's very ginger sure. now, in all fairness. Yeah, it's pretty ginger. Yeah. Um, so, I suppose. There was some... <clears throat> you want, sorry. I can't remember what I was going Oh, yeah. Um, a shout out to to everyone who's followed us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what have you got now? We have reached. We're on 55 followers. That is. Pretty good. Yeah, and consider. I'd say around six of them are real people. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Huge the deal. others could be a couple of robotronics. And no, I don't want to see boobs and vagine. <laughs> and also, this this young gentleman, Paul George Daly. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's fairly aggressive on the follow back, isn't he? He's he's pushing. He's pushing. Now, having said that, he's liked everything. He's liked all of our shit. So, Paul George Daly. Maybe, shout out. Maybe he came as a bit of a spam bot, but, but, but enjoyed the content, and that's what I'd like to <laughs> And he's to hanging him. around. Yeah. yeah. He's like, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, um, other than that, 
just scrolling through. Yeah, like they're probably probably not real people. But look, <coughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But I suppose if, if there is real people listening, don't be afraid to look us up on Instagram. Is is kind of the exactly take home message and then yeah i suppose just the one the one thing i was just gonna say is unfortunately we didn't have any fan messages this week quite disappointing we love answering your questions <laughs> so don't be <laughs> in the description and uh drop us a fan question um we did put it up on instagram so yeah as well <laughs> follow us maybe the robots don't know how to record um yeah, it's a shame well you yeah. even take it in written form yeah we don't, anyway. we don't specifically need it in a yeah in a recording, we'll take it through email. Um, fax, carrier pigeon, <coughs> whatever, whatever your telegram, whatever communication is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose then three bus bar still on Instagram. On Instagram, <laughs> uh, alternatively as well, if any of you would like to like leave a review wherever you get the podcast, that's brilliant as well because it helps us yeah. get better. You know, just just yeah. we're here, guys. Just. <laughs> Uh, communicate. We're open to change. Oh, yeah. So I suppose Almost certainly, yeah. Without um, much further ado, mm. we get cracking. Um, I suppose to kick us off, when we go to our round ball expert, the doctor, to take us through all the latest happenings in the world of association football. Yeah, thank you very much, Sasquatch. Uh, so <clears throat> basically, we just. Uh, Continue with Bundesliga for now, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the huge news that broke this week surrounding the return of La Liga, mm-hmm. Serie A, and the Premier League. So basically, um, all our Bundesliga fans know Bayern Munich beat Dortmund there uh, 1-0 on Tuesday. Um, quick title race, isn't it? <laughs> a very quick title race. So that basically put Stay out of front by seven points, but I think seven games to go or six games to go now at this stage because they've mm. only 34 games in their leagues. There's only like 18 teams. Um, oh, we're absolutely wrong. Yeah. Well, like. Did you see the handball? Yeah, oh, the handball I, <coughs> I seen, yeah. In yeah. addition to like any ruling, they played fantastic football without an end product. Like, they the first half, of era, I was like, they, they have to win this, like, they're playing class. They're um, frightening sexy. Like they're yeah. frightening sexy. But Kimmich's goal was fantastic. He's he's an outrageous footballer. Mm. Like yeah. there's just there's no ifs, no buts, no coconuts. He is he is top dog. He's yeah, unreal. Class. But that's that's the thing about the one the one like thing about German football and stuff like that. You're gonna see these players that you'd never. I'm not saying Kimmich now, obviously. But <laughs> there's certain players like what game did I watch the weekend? I think it was I think it was the Dortmund uh, Wolfsburg game. Just there's a few good players in Wolfsburg. Like, don't ask me to remember their names, but no other way would I come across them. Yeah, generally mm. today. So, and look, it's 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 been good. Um, it's been something. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's been something. So something to look forward to. Like, even if you're not watching the actual games, going on and watching like highlights or clips or like reading the the post review or looking to see who scored or got sent off or is fucking entertainment in itself like I think it's yeah. getting me it's getting me by this last week and a half yeah like never in my life have I wanted to 
be ready for Freiburg Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah. On a, on, a Friday night, like. on a Friday night leading into a bank holiday weekend. And I'll tell you something, something that I never thought I really actually cared about, but like actually being able to, or not being able to, but, but having to check a score. Like the actual thing of actually, oh jeez, I must check the score in that game. The score, yeah. yeah. Of, yeah. of a German league game. Yeah. Of a German league game, exactly. It's, yeah. it's something that uh, seems to be only reserved for people with gambling addictions, but uh, it's been me the last few weeks. <laughs> Probably just one of the same now at this stage, eh? Uh, no, <laughs> no, sorry. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've ditched the online apps and I haven't ditched them completely, like I said, I haven't accounts, but I haven't bet on it. I just said it. <laughs> I'm just revolutioning the lads' tenors now. All the lads that have houses, they're like, here's <laughs> that that's that that's absolute gambling addict behaviour. At the bank, bank you can on to me again. Um, well, the bank. I I think I don't know how true it is. It true that like, what I've I've heard contrasting stories that like, if you have one of those online accounts and you're going for mortgage, I think. They look back six months. Yeah, they don't look. Yeah, they don't look as favorably on you if you do. So, like, what I'm doing is with that. Not that I gamble, but I like throw quite a lot of money onto me revenue, and then just leave the direct debits. Then, and then if I need to take cash out of an ATM, so at least if they do go back, they're like, oh, well, this guy only has twenty transactions a month. I you throw money onto your revenue, they they can't really. I think they do have to see a revenue. I think we see all your bank accounts. Seriously, mm, I mean, I'd to, imagine so. Yeah. That's a lot of geek. <laughs> it's, like the thing with Paddy Power and all that, it, it, it's not what you've done; it's a thing of will you're at risk to develop a habit. Yeah, it's the consistency of it, isn't it? Like, it's like yeah. how many times you're doing, how much you're putting on. And if they can go, well, look, he was throwing on a, a fiver a week on a on an acre. Yeah, three months ago, but now he's putting fifteen quid on. Well, if that could yeah. use in ten years' time. He could be putting grands on it when he's yeah. years left to go on his trip. It's just a kind of coke, relax. <laughs> yeah, but th- those those boys that we were in, in college, like, now I wouldn't say they had a, they definitely didn't have like a, a problem as such, but they were partial yeah. to a flutter. Yeah. And like, I, like we'd be in college like Tuesday and Thursday night, so like <laughs> Champions League night. And uh, Europa League, and then the odd time if we were on site or we were up in the college on a Wednesday night, Champions League night again. Mm. And I swear to God, there'd be fucking <laughs> every fucking five minutes you'd see they've scored, they've scored. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. big but um, even just in the, in the time we knew them, like they had some big old wins. But that's the thing but the, they're not going to tell you about the bigger about losses. the losses yeah about the losses exactly yeah yeah. Was, um, uh, before we go off on a mad tangent what, tangent what's the fixtures to look forward to in Das Bundesliga this weekend um, with Das Bundesliga obviously the um, Bayern Munich Dusseldorf be interesting to see if anyone causes any kind of upset can't really see that happening uh, to let Dortmund back into it. Um, Dortmund then are playing Paderborn, who were also down below. Um, they're kind of fighting for survival, as are Bremen. Is it Dusseldorf as well. 
and Bremen, yeah. So it's actually getting a, it's actually getting a bit tighter. I think Bremen are on twenty two points, so it's the bottom two that get relegated, and it's Dusseldorf who are just above them on twenty four or twenty five points. So it's actually quite tight down at the bottom. So Schalke, Werder Bremen, uh, would be a good one in terms of um, <clears throat> relegation. Mm. Not that Schalke are near the, the relegation spot. But they're struggling. Raven, they're, um, they're, they're, they're down stu- there, but they're, they're struggling, yeah. Yeah, definitely struggling. And then apart from that, I can't really see any major standout ones. Um, but <clears throat> you have uh, Munch and the Lad back, who are still in like the top four, are playing Union Berlin, Leverkusen, um, who I think were, were they beaten the other night, actually? Leverkusen are playing uh, Freiburg. So it'll be interesting to see what the, the form is like uh, after this weekend with the, the top four or top five, um, <clears throat> shall I say. So kind of like between second and fifth is kind of still pretty still pretty tight, you know? Yeah. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? I was fucking full of beans now for a, a good L run in and then yeah, one game is just really yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, th- th- this is it. I mean, it's the same in it's the same in um, La Liga, which we we'll get to uh, in a minute. I mean, Real Madrid they beat Barcelona in the last uh, at Glasgow, didn't they? And they were top by like three or four points, and then lost two of the last three games before lockdown. They know Barcelona are two points ahead. Yeah. So that coming back in a few weeks, that would want to be an awesome fucking running. I've gone off is, Spanish football. Some is there is there all those games need to be given you an RH to hit this stage? Is there is there an El Clasico to come? There is not. I don't think so. No, no. I think they've they've played both. I think they've have, played have, both. Yeah. Have the games been officially announced? Yeah. Yeah. The the way they're doing it is I suppose we, we're getting El Stad on the Bundesliga and we just switch <clears> on to the La Liga. Nothing else to add on the Bundesliga. No, no. You have dormant. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it's nice though to see Dortmund have an easy fixture this weekend. Did, did, did the life? Oh, sorry, Sam. Sorry. Go on, go on. Did the Leipzig jersey come? Did the Leipzig jersey come? Uh, it hasn't. I don't. Think <laughs> it has. I'd say he must be fucking. I like, don't know. He's fuming. You wouldn't know if he's ordered it or not. But uh, what is it? We were on the cans watching the, um, the Berlin derby. Watching the Berlin derby. Derby. Yeah. What a Average game football was. <laughs> Does he hear these goals at least? Yeah, yeah, these guys see goals. Yeah, and then you can like you, you can you know turn the background and resume to resemble the pub. So mm. <laughs> it's, all, oh, it's, all, it's all about your set. It's all about your surroundings, right? Isn't it? Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. What's next in the league? My I Spanish football just fucking gets me down <clears> in the dumps. I think I think it's because there's two teams that are so widely superior. Yeah, it's not, it's not that. I love to, like let teams be superior, but like get off the fucking ground. Do you know what I mean? And VAR has done nothing to stop it no. either. Like what I would say about La Liga though, and where where it might trip a few of the teams in the title running is, is they are literally playing a game every single day. So obviously the recovery. Obviously you're not going to be playing day after day, but I'd imagine as a result the recovery periods between games might be shorter. Mm-hmm. 
So literally when they come back, they're going Monday to Sunday every week. There's, there'll be at least one game on. Um, so obviously that if 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 you get two tricky fixers back to back, it could leave um, more chances for slip up. So it might be a bit more entertaining the title running. Yeah. But I suppose for Barcelona and Real Madrid, I mean they've, they've such a strength of squad. They could be... also help boost the uh, the conspiracy theory of the Spanish boys and the. <laughs> Catalonia boys. Yeah, blood open. Mm. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, it's a great time for conspiracy theories, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I know I'm my topic probably at the end of the NRL was on or whatever, but the night before, the two days before it started back, a player tested positive. Uh, real up and comer. His name is Bronson Sherry, at a club that had been done before. They had a huge um, peptide scandal. Um, basically the club was buying it in for the players basically it was a huge big furore one of the darkest days in Australian sport the club was buying it for the players effectively yeah through a doctor um, oh well through, through, a, through a player sorry one player was being them all in but like the, <laughs> the head the head coach knew type thing um, okay. it, was a, it was like a big huge cover up and it's that same club this fella's tested positive and the, it was about four, four or five things he tested positive for but there's a huge conspiracy theory going around is that obviously the rugby league was the first sport to go back in Australia mm. but he, he was tested seven months ago and they only released it two days before they were, so it was like have you been holding this until we go back to try and knock us off our perch because it's a huge thing in Australia like AFL and NRL um, and it, it's like quite obviously not like it just it obviously was the process of going through it all and Double checking it was legit and stuff like that, and there was a good couple of months there where people were looking at other shit. Other than exactly. Um, but there's people making some very compelling arguments, and just like conspiracy theorists should not be allowed to have any extra time <laughs> because they'll make you start to believe some shit. Me, I have gone down some dark. Mm. They're not even dark. They're just like you're sitting there and you're going. Like, I have a couple of lads. You'll find. The kind of jiu-jitsu community that would be very partial to conspiracy theories. <laughs> but when I see other lads, he's like, "Have you ever seen X, Y, and Z conspiracy?" And I'm like, "No, I don't, I don't watch them." Like, you should just watch this one. Never listen. Never <laughs> ever listen to that. You don't watch one because if you watch one, it's four hours later. You are wedded into the Denver <laughs> airport conspiracy theory. <laughs> I don't even know. But um, the the conspiracy theory that was put to me very recently was about that Spanish football team. I don't know if I had said it before. Um, I heard something similar. I think I said it to you in work. I think it was actually how... I think we, me and you have discussed this before. Hmm. The, uh, the, the... What did I want? The Euros, the World Cup, the Euros, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah. That apparently the majority of that team um, we're, we're blood open now, wouldn't surprise me um, facts and stuff like obviously you'll never get facts well yeah. I'll never get facts I'm sure someone else will have facts I don't have any facts but there is a conspiracy theory on the home of, of all conspiracy theories YouTube uh, talking about it but I think it was, was the first one I think exactly um, but I think <clears> you can f- the that one in particular it looks at, I can't even think of the name of the video, 
I'll do you know what I'll search for it and I'll mention it next week. Mm. But um, it's basically saying that kind of all the athletes around that time, <laughs> Spanish athletes, which there was a lot when you actually break it down. All that that football team over those couple of years, um, Rafael Nadal was at like the height of his fucking powers yeah, at that again. stage. Um, Hmm. Like what I would say is, w- once something like that happens, like a, a huge scandal like that, you you do kind of sit there and go, "How did I not cop that?" Like, yeah, one that that never broke out. It has to be the case is rugby union in France. Like players go there at the end of their career, and all of a sudden they're better than they were in their prime. And like the thing that's that like screamed this to me was, I don't know if you remember, but after the World Cup. Oh, what, 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 maybe it was I can't remember what year it was not the last one the one before Paul O'Connell ripped his hamstring off his bone and obviously that's a horrific thing to come back for it's been nine months minimum before you're back even like just getting ready to play and Talon had signed a contract with him prior and the and he was like obviously he, he came out and he's like look this is the end of my career I've ripped the hamstring off the bone I'm 34 or whatever I'm not going to come back and until Alan Perez was like, well, would you not come over and, and honour us? We've a really good physio. I reckon you'll be back in three months. <laughs> <laughs> At which point I was like, I, was yeah. like, I literally had me, me tinfoil hat on. And I was like, that's why fucking Victor Matfield, who went to France at 37, played until he was 40 and won Champions Cup. So. Yeah. It's like, lads, like people... You shouldn't be able to walk after three months. Never mind <clears> be playing a high level sport. Like yeah. the only thing with like see and not be like, under twenty like Exactly, like even if you are under twenty, I know like, yeah, taking yeah. your arm bleeding yoke at the bone. But like there's things like that that I'd kinda go. Eh. Nah, nah. <laughs> let them. Yeah. But like I don't I don't think rugby's one of them because no. like you do have to like it is a full contact sport. Like see footballers, mate. If you want to fucking like, if you want to do blood open or EPO or whatever it is, like, so that you can play at a higher level at all times, that suits me down to the ground because I get to watch higher level football. I think the, at the, all o- times. the only argument there is, and where it's actually a valid argument is for the players that don't quite make the cut. And the financial loss they have of not becoming a professional footballer. If they've lost out to someone who's cheated the whole way through, that's a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. Do you know what I mean? Say if I was in, like, just hypothetically speaking, I was in the Burnley Academy, coming through, it's me and this fella neck and neck the whole way through, and he's been been uh, doping. And when it comes to kind of say the final cuts, for one of a better phrase, he gets signed to the Premier League squad, goes on and has an illustrious career. I don't. I've sacrificed education to p- pursue my dreams, whatever, and I find out that I I, I lost out on it because he cheated. That's that's a bit rough to take now, isn't it? But then, like that goes. That's life, though. I would say because I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure, who's to say that Billy, that you sat across from in Leeds Hurt Mats, didn't have a lot of formulas in his pocket and he went down yeah, to it? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Like, like it, that's part of life. Like, but the mm-hmm. only, the only, I think there's some sports that it just shouldn't be allowed in, just because like, the ones where you hurt people. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's too. But the ones that you hurt people in, like, yeah, because like 
I haven't said that, like Sergio Ramos could be up to his neck on Caden D ball or whatever, like but like I don't think it's gonna change him. Like I know it can make you say strong or whatever, but I don't think a tackle will be breaking you up as I don't think the the increase in power mm. and output will yeah. Direct a, a football tackle is more where where it gets it's more timing as opposed to exactly and if you have foot planted and mm. all that other stuff like but um like left like tennis as well like Jesus Christ like see you know you would not share about over it's like oh she was on juice just so fuck them up like she's but she wasn't like, actually. Do you know what I mean? she, she was on, delicious. no it was a stimulant so it, like to make her more alert like. <clears throat> I know she claimed it was in like a cough medicine, whatever, but it was it was yeah. a stimulant. So like, but it's technically juice, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. see, this is where you kind of have to just like you'd have to just pull it and just be like, right, all of these things are it's like all or nothing. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I suppose we were supposed to talk about La Liga. I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, Spanish football I, team for the juice. It's <laughs> it's, it's pretty much just a, a two horse race. Uh, Barcelona are top on 58 points and then behind them are Real Madrid on 56. Uh, not the best form uh, that they should be in at this this point of the season. They've won three of their last six, Real Madrid and Barcelona have won five of their last six. Um, and then after that, Sevilla are in toward them 47 points. There's only five points separating them from seventh place, Valencia. So it should be a lot of... Uh, should be a lot of... Um, Hot fixtures to look forward to once that comes back. Um, so, yeah, the Spanish Prime Minister, Pedro Sanchez, said they can come back on the. the you're allowed, allowed back from the 8th. Um, but I think the <coughs> La Liga themselves have said, no, we're going to go for the 12th. So, I think the 12th is their restart. It's the 11th, I think. I think. The, uh, Sevilla Bess on the 11th. Oh, on the 11th, yeah, sorry. Yeah, on the 11th, Thursday, June 11th. So, another two weeks. Um, and then down at the bottom, uh, you have so this is this is a, a thirty-eight game season because they've they've 20, 20 teams in their league as well, unlike um, Bundesliga. Uh, so you have Real Madrid, Leganes, and Espanyol uh, make up the bottom three. They'll have a good chance of survival. Um, you have Celta Vigo above them on twenty-six, Eibar sixteen to twenty-seven, Real Valladolid fifteen twenty-nine. So there's a good few fixtures there. Um, to look forward to for both the tight run in Champions League and Europa League spots and um, relegation zone. So let's look forward to come back on June 11th. And then I suppose uh, the the final announcement from the World Association Football this week, probably the most popular league in the world, uh, announced they are coming back. Um, I think even this morning they announced that the FA Cup's coming back to be played on the 1st of August, the final. Who's in the final, sorry? No, the FA Cup final. Obviously, they still have to play the quarters and semis. Oh, sorry. Um, but I think the, the scheduled date is the 1st of August. I was jumping ahead of myself there. Yeah. So, I, I, I still don't know if it's going to go ahead. Um, they can't. There's players they testing can't. positive every week. Like, um, yeah. I'm... I'm very open to it going ahead. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd love to see it going ahead. Yeah. But just they me. have to, because they'll have to, like, a lot of their protocols are pretty much the same. 
like with uh, the Bundesliga, La Liga, um, their players get tested 24 hours before the match. They have their temperatures taken at the stadium. If it's a temperature that suggests you have a fever or a cold and flu, they're sent they're sent back to the team hotel or whatever. They're not allowed to play. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if the Premier League do follow suit and basically say, this is what we're going to do. You're going to be getting tested the day before the match is up. But they spent, I think it was 4 million quid on a private contract to do like 1,500 tests or more. Like I can see cool. they, they've done it in a number of phases and a couple of people have come back uh, positive. So I think, um, what day did say? Friday, I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday. They came back with another four positive tests mm. um, from, I think, two different clubs. Now, they, I don't think they've been identified. I haven't seen anything to say otherwise, but... The rounds before that, which were done over last weekend, I think it was the Bournemouth goalkeeper and mm. three other people had tested positive from that round. And that was out of about 700, 800 tests yeah. uh, that were done. So I think they're doing them continuously up to the point where they're um, coming back for matches. But a lot of them, a lot of the teams are, are back training and doing like contact training in groups of 10 or up to 10 or 12 or something like that. So I just don't like say. Right, so the first two games back are Man City, Arsenal, and Aston Villa, Sheffield United, because they've yeah. twenty-eight uh, games, whereas Everton has played twenty. Yeah, that's two, week, that's two weeks on Wednesday. They're back. Mm. If a player in any of those teams tests positive, next the whole week, squad have to isolate them for fourteen that's, days. That's fourteen days. So that's if it comes back on Wednesday or Thursday, that that fixture can't go ahead. That's two teams. Mm. I can't play. And then my fear then is if, say, they isolate for the two weeks and they come back and they test again and another player comes down with it, that's another team they then can't play. Yeah. It's just... You can get it it more than once. They they came out that Diabala had it four times in six weeks. Like... Jesus Christ. He got it. He got it. They tested him. He had it. They test him again, he'd gotten rid of it. Like a week later, he'd got it again. And like that happened like a couple of times. Like, like it's, it's, it's not like, like it's not chicken box. Like, yeah. you can't just go, oh, well, I've, ha- I've had mine. Like, <laughs> but there was like, like a, a train of thought that once you got it, you'd be immune for about a year, year and a half. Like, but if he did yeah. four yeah. times in six weeks, like, well, you wouldn't know. Like, he could be an outlier. Like, mm-hmm. like, He's just someone who just never got used to. It. Like maybe the people will get used to. It. But like, I, like I'm dying for the Premier League to come back. Like, mm-hmm. like everyone is. But like, they're the second highest, like, like in the world. Country, the t- at in the, the moment, world. in the world, the yeah. highest in Europe. But it's, uh, they're probably not second now, are they? With, uh, they still are. Brazil, but Brazil is, 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 is coming quick. Yeah. Well, like, regardless, even if you're second or third in the world, like, do you know what I mean? You're still mm. up there, like, mm. but, like, that alone should be a reason to be kind of like, right, that's, that's, that's just, like, and then all there, is, for a while, like, there is also the huge thing as well, of right? And I'm not, like, not wanting the Premier League to go ahead, but, like, there's no competition. Like, Liverpool are. What, are yeah. 25 points clear? It's over. Uh, 25 points clear, yeah, it's over. I think the only thing to kind of look forward to is, is pretty much the who's getting into the Champions League. Um, is fifth place going to qualify because Man City are suspended for two seasons? 
Have they lodged a, an appeal? They Are they going to win? Had, Are they going to lose? So they had launched an appeal. It hadn't been heard or anything like that. And someone told me once they launch a, an appeal, with the time frames, it meant that they couldn't be banned for the upcoming <clears> season, even if yeah, they, if yeah. the appeal is negative. Once they mm. just throw in, like it could be, we're playing Champions League football on a piece of paper. Once they throw it yeah. in as their appeal, they have to play this year coming. This is my problem with like FIFA and UEFA and all that. Like they impose these sanctions and these bans, and like with an appeals process, it could be like three seasons later before anything is even done. Like it's crazy. Like yeah, and the thing crazy. The thing with how like interchangeable football is, it means that like the manager and the players responsible have likely all moved on anyway. Yeah, yeah, and and I probably probably have moved on to somewhere that is playing Champions League football. Yeah. Like, like, not that I ever feel sympathy for them as a club, but I did kind of feel a little bit sad for for Frank Lampard with the situation he took up with Chelsea. Now he's done, a decent, band, yeah. he's done a decent job with them, and and that's over now. I think um, as good a job as he could have done, really. Yeah. Like, but uh, the man's event. wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a great way to treat uh, a so called legend of your club? Yeah, um, come on in here, Frank. <laughs> Surprised <laughs> you could sign that one. Um, he did. He did. He did a, he did a good job. Yeah, he brought two or three. To, like, I'm on Mount is good, and um, mm. what's the other Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore is good, and Tammy Abraham and all. Mm. I know Tammy Abraham was <clears throat> already in the squad, but and Hudson Adoy is quite good as well. They had that Canadian fella as well. He's played for Dortmund as well, didn't he? Signed and deal. The, the, yeah. yeah, the deal was done. Captain America, as he goes, but is he American? <laughs> He's American. Okay. Yeah, you American. American. You know who was actually brilliant for uh, Bayern tonight? That fella Davis, the Canadian He's, fella. He is. I've never seen pace like that. That life. is an incredible story. Do you know the story behind him, no? I, I think you told me it worked before, but I can't remember it. So he, he's Ghanaian, um, I think. And he grew up in an immigration camp in Canada. And then became the youngest person to be capped by, his, by Canada. Like it's, it's, he, he actually features in the Colin Kaepernick Nikad, I think. Okay. I think he goes. You think it's like don't just. In a way, it's like don't just uh, be a girl from Compton that plays Thomas. Be yeah. yeah. I think it, there's something about him, and I think they would say don't just be. Don't just play football in the country. You immigrate to, be the youngest. Goal scorer. Yeah, so, something something like that. stupid of that nature. Yeah. Something yeah. motivational. It's a fantastic, fantastic story. Um. Just, I know you were saying the only thing is probably Champions League, but the bottom half of the table as a yeah. West Ham fan is actually quite tight. It's like us. Very, very tight. Us, Bournemouth and Wolves are all on 27 points. Watford. Like Watford. Sorry, Watford. did I say Wolves? Wolves, I said, yeah. I said Wolves because we're playing Wolves next. Ah, um, that's it. But uh, yeah, up, us, Watford, Bournemouth, all on 27. That's like 16, 17th and 18th. Villa are on 25, so they could like they're 19th, they could easily jump. I think Norwich are fairly comfortably down. They're on like 21. Like 21 now, yeah, yeah. So six points from safety with what, nine games to go. I don't even know who has the toughest run in. I haven't really looked at it like but No, not right now. Yeah, it's it's quite... I think the, the form team out of those bottom six, if you include Brighton, who were on 29 points, is Bournemouth. They've won two and drawn one of their last six. And everyone else is pretty much either lost or drawn all their games. Yeah. Imagine, imagine yeah. Villa have a have a bit of a with a game in hand and we have a slight advantage as well. 
Yeah, yeah, they may do, yeah. Well, though, they're playing um, Sheffield United in that game. They're having, a, they're having a whopper season, Sheffield United. Yeah, and then I think Chelsea is their next game after that. After that. The thing about Sheffield United, though, as in they've had the momentum stop for a whopper season and they're safe. So I think they could they could pick up a good few losses in the tail end of the season because they, well, look, they could probably, probably push for European football, but I think with momentum yeah. stopped for three months, um, I don't know if they can. But it, well, I think they could because Sheffield's game in hand, is, or Sheffield have the game in hand, which is mm, Villa. Villa. And if they win, they go three points ahead of Wolves. Mm. Who are um, we're in sixth? So I'd imagine they will push for it. And mm. then, like you were saying, if fifth gets Champions League, will um, does that mean sixth will, will get Europa League? The six, sixth, and seventh, I could imagine get Europa League. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, do you know what I mean? It would it would kind of benefit them to yeah. keep keep on trucking. And and obviously, <laughs> to see Villa lose is always a ten out of ten. Yeah. The only team I want to see lose more than Tottenham or less than Tottenham. No, that's more than Tottenham. Purdy said, "I always Tottenham are the team. Tottenham never should win ever. Better <laughs> a close, close second." For me, it was always Tottenham, and then it is always Tottenham. At the time, probably Stoke as well. As an Arsenal fan. Ah, oh, Stoke used to destroy Did it. you see, speaking of Stoke, did you see, I don't know if I sent the link into the group or not, this chap done uh, his dissertation on Rory Delap's throw-ins and linked it to the 2008 financial crash. <laughs> He's not a Stoke fan. He it was literally a 12,000 more dissertation. He was doing some kind of uh, data analytics um, master's degree that's like, in some university in England and he like based it on the throwing power of Rory Delap and his long ball throwing that's Crazy. like the fella who proved like to be like statistically it's on Reddit I think I shared the truth that, that when James Harden plays in a city oh, just, yeah he's having this with good ratings of strip clubs <laughs> his performance drops and he has proven it like no way, that is crazy. And like there was rumors stuff that James Harden spends a lot of time in strip clubs. Um, but he, he, he basically... Which he is entitled to do as a super oh, athlete. Oh, I'm not not debating this, but my point is like, he, he, he found a rumor, he proved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, very good. That man who done that should, like, I love all that stuff. Like, do you know when people do, mm. like, man, like, I've done this dissertation on Roy Lab, so he should be given. An A, just I don't care if just for the title itself. I don't care if it's slop. Like the man should be given a very good grade because he's taught outside the box. Provision alone. Provision alone. Um, No one wants to to read another fucking chicken or the egg dissertation. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? No one wants to read that. I certainly don't. But um, yeah, Villa Villa need to be relegated. Just to go back, so do Tottenham. But Villa look like the ones we can get this year. Yeah. You know? well, 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 I'm hoping that the Tottenham don't make European football because if be... they don't, if they don't get European football, like and I'm, I'm, th- I'm not talking not Champions League football, I'm talking not Europe whatsoever. After putting in that new huge investment of a stadium, and then also taking the loss of no NFL international this year, which is costing them four million, I think two million a game. Jesus, that's that's huge. Yeah, huge. Might not recover from that. 
Well, as as a team who know the plight of a new stadium, I assure you, it's it's a it's a rocky start. Yeah, but yeah, it's it seems your to be a... in that stadium versus theirs are two yeah. hugely different things. Yeah, no, I just I just thought we're zoomed twice now, like because we took we still haven't got going really, but like yeah. at, at the start it was like. And I think the stadium's brilliant. Like, like what, what's this now? The, the what's this now? The, the, the third season that they're in it. Yeah, third season. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. seems to be a, a trend. I mean, you have seen how uh, the bad couple of seasons Arsenal have when they went to the Emirates, mm. and they were saying it's like the spirit of Highbury that they didn't bring over into the new stadium. Is that a kind of is is that a, a thing with? Teams moving to new new venues. Do you reckon that's that's what it could be? Is the spirit well, think, of the old place? I think stuff like that is speaking. Yeah, speaking, it's, you know, it's like the course with Mayor not being able to win an All Ireland final. Yeah, like this whole thing of I don't know if you ever heard that story. Like apparently two two they dropped lads, the thing. Two lads yeah. threw a priest off a bike and threw him into a river, <laughs> and he stood up. Two brothers and he stood up in the river, and he said. As long as you two should live, Mayo should never win an All Ireland. And apparently, every every year when Mayo gets to an All Ireland final, I'm told one died and the other's on life support in hospital. Right, every year Mayo. It's every, every year. This is the story I'm told. Was the story the fact, not the fact that Mayo have not won an All Ireland is because they have a genetic predisposition to being yellow, and that's why they have not won an All Ireland. I thought the story was they dropped Sam Maguire, didn't they? Oh, look. They dropped. Maybe and, it is. Maybe that's and then, and then everyone who was on that team was cursed. And there's only so many of them. I don't know. Mate, the problem many is people have dropped the All Ireland while absolutely full of liquor yeah. on the Monday after an All Ireland win. Yeah, this is true. The, <laughs> no the main the issue is they're case. not. The, the main issue is they're not fucking good enough. Like yeah. you just said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know if like the spirit of the old stadium. Will kind of wash, but what I would say is from being over at West Ham games, like people would always say that it's not the same. But now I never went to Upton Park, but uh, I've been to the Olympic Stadium a few times. Like, I think it's I think it's great. Like, as like seat wise and like atmosphere wise, I think it's great. But apparently, what the issue is, just by talking to people who have been to both. Is the track in between the stadium and the pitch, or the stands and the pitch? Like, yeah. is too far away that the mm. sound doesn't go in. So mm. it's like that's what they used to say about Upton Park. It was like a, a cauldron, I think mm. they called it, that all mm. the sound went onto the pitch. So it was a nightmare for say other teams to play in. And then obviously, West Ham players would thrive in that kind of environment. Mm. Like, but, um, but like. I don't know. It, like it's, I think. Like I think it's. You've been with me, Brian. Like it's. It's a whopper of the stadium, like you know yeah. I mean? And it's not. You you don't know if it's as loud on the pitch as it sounds in the stands. Mm. Whereas, but then, yeah, I think yeah, the thing is the thing too at West Ham as well is that like Upton Park was in the area where all the West Ham fans are from, and this is it's on it's on Green Street, like yeah, both that's where the around or something. Yeah, that's where the that's where the film actually comes from you know, the, it's a road that Upton Park is on but yeah. um, you you walk by Upton Park on the way to uh, the new stadium okay 
I remember watching a documentary, it was like a short one on YouTube, about a fella who was a diehard West Ham fan. And as soon as he moved to Olympic Stadium, he became a Dortmund fan. And he goes over to all the Dortmund games. Cause he's he was, obviously a fan of the fucking... Like... Doing the Bosnian. Yeah. <laughs> like, that yellow wall is fucking class and all, but, like, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be uprooting me family now to go over and support. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be very cheap. Um, you can get tickets to, like, 30 euro and then... Some yeah, week. but it's it's not thirty euro for you and I though. Like it's almost impossible to get a ticket to a Dortmund game because mm. their fans are so good. Like, yeah, a few of my mates went over like two, two or three years ago trying to get to a Dortmund game, and the trouble they had trying to get tickets. And it was like, and it wasn't like they were playing Munich or anything. It mm. was fucking FC Mines. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it was the. I think it was just a run of the mill game. But yeah, uh, fill it down, please, God. Yeah, and hope, fingers crossed. This fill it down. Come, comes back. Uh, Always fill it down. Yeah. Okay. And um, then, uh, yeah, then we have then we have Syria. Then is back on oh. the 20th of June. So in another another uh, top European league to to look forward to. I didn't know. Um, but just before we move on, before we move on there, I I found the. The, the thing so the guy's uh, title on his dissertation is blissful ignorance the butterfly effect place in chaos theory is what it's called so basically the description of it just reads a theoretical study into how the two goals scored by stoke city straight from rory de Lapp's throw-ins in their 3-2 loss against everton on the 14th of September 2008, led directly to Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley ceasing trading as investment banks on the 21st of September 2008. <laughs> so yeah, he's his master's in uh, applied statistics. Did you look it up? Actually, it's quite a it's quite a little funny read. Give the man an A. Fair play. Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway, right. Um... Hey everyone, it's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. Just to let you all aware that we use Anchor.fm and we're recording and producing all our, our podcasts. It has easy tools to kind of record, edit and then also distribute your podcast. So you'll find it easily on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is all done for you. Um, it's completely free and then it also allows you the ability to make money in your podcast through sponsorship ads such as this one um to find out more or to get started please visit anchor.fm or download the app via the google app store or the apple app store yeah i think moving swiftly on we've done and dusted the the major european league as well and so i think it's now over to the lion killer Beric Dondarrion to talk us through UFC 250 I think Um, yeah 250 is on what day is that 250 is next week is it there is an event on this weekend um, on Saturday there is it's just like a fight night it's Mm. uh, remember I said Woodley and Gilbert Burns Mm. Uh, there's no kind of other standout fights on that really just by, by looking at it but it's something to have on on Saturday night after you 
fall in full of liquor from the garden. From the garden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Mackenzie Dern is back actually fighting this weekend. Um, who is she's a bit weird. Like she's a she's a real a real piece. We'll say, um, but she she's she's strange. She's born in America, right? And her, I think her mom is American, and her dad is Brazilian. And she's unbelievable at jiu-jitsu. Like she's won like ADCC, which is like the biggest grappling tournament in the world. She won that, but she, she so she's American, right? If you look her up on YouTube, it's like a video called like the evolution of Mackenzie Dern's accent. So like when she's first started moving like onto the scene, she's like talking like real Cali American girl. Right? And just as she's gone on, she's just turned into like you know like a broken English Brazilian accent. So like when when uh, Stephen Mellman took over FC Twenty <laughs> and developed a Dutch accent and broken English. Yeah, but she, <laughs> but she Mellman, Steve McLaren, Steve McLaren, yeah. But like she talks like this like all the time now. It's yeah. insane. Joey Martin did that as well as she went to France. Yeah, but he only done it once. Like this yeah. is her new voice. Yeah. Like she like it's I'm gonna send you the link because it's fucking insane. She's like like it's gone from oh yeah, this is this is so great, dude, to fucking uh, doing the jujitsu. <laughs> it is insane. <laughs> but uh yeah, she's back this weekend. Um mm. Mm. so <laughs> Tune in to see what's her name, Mackenzie Dern. It's probably the most American name, probably ever. Yeah, but uh, straight up, straight up, yeah. Then I suppose going to 250, and it's a bit, it's a bit underwhelming to be honest. I'm a bit disappointed, yeah. Like, I suppose I looked at it, and my I'll watch the UFC, right? But I'm not. As well endowed as it well, she's shouldn't be saying that in the airways. <laughs> I'm not as well clued in, I suppose, is what I was trying to say. Um, yeah. as it would have been years ago. Um, mm. and you know, sometimes you see fight cards and you're like, is it? I just not that clued in, so I don't really know these people, or is it a bit of an underwhelming card? But if you're time, like I suppose the big fight is the Nunez fight. Um. Other than that, I don't really know anyone. The only one that struck me then was Sean O'Malley because I seen it was confirmed on the MMA junkie and I was like, that's the least Sean O'Malley looking Sean O'Malley I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, like, I, oh, I have the card in front of me here. So, the first, the main event, I suppose, we'll go, we'll go main event down. It's probably just, just the easiest way of doing it. I know it's, we should probably go prelims up, but, okay. Um, Amanda Noon as Felicia Spencer. Like, Amanda Noon is, is the best woman mm. MMA fighter ever um, she's probably like you won't finish Spencer she's, she's quite good like, obviously quite good to be fighting for a world title but it's 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 one of those well like it kind of, it kind of happens all, all the time like, when like a champion is, is dominant you're nearly like oh this will be the one this will be like it's like the John Jones thing all over again it's like every time John Jones fights it's like Oh, this this is the one that will cause him trouble, and he's still undefeated. Like, and I think Nunes will be going down the same road. I reckon Nunes will. Yeah, but like we, the only thing I would say is we did think that were on the Rousey. Did we not? 
Yeah, but there's a visual glaring hole in all of Ronda Rousey's fights <laughs> that people just decided to ignore for a very long time until Holly Holm said, oh, you can box, okay. How about I'll box and you box and we'll see who's better. Mm. And that was a glaring hole. And I think like, when you look back on her fights now, it's it's a lot more obvious. But um, The co-main is Cody Garbrandt's back. So Cody Garbrandt is Cody Garbrandt was the bantamweight champion, and he beat Dominic Cruz, who's the best bantamweight ever. But he beat him like like decisively over five rounds in the decision, not kind of like a dubious stoppage. But so he then he fights out Alpha Male, which is the gym that TJ Dillashaw left to go somewhere else. So there was a big beef between them. So they fought twice for the belt, and he got knocked out in both fights and then he fought Pedro Munoz in his last fight and he got knocked out again and, and his problem is he gets knocked out in the exact same exchange in all three fights so like he he gets hit and he nearly gets annoyed and he's mm. trying to get them back and it's the same exchange and he's been knocked out three times I like a son says a very good grappler he's not an amazing striker but obviously he's proficient but I reckon I reckon he could knock him out again because yeah, you, you only have so many. As we were discussing that day last was it last week or two weeks ago, like, you get Ginny, like if yeah, you can yeah, only yeah. be hit so many times. Joker Del Syndrome. Yeah. Except he's been like Yeah, 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 exactly. I was gonna say something else, but no. Um next one then, Algermain Stern and Corey Sandhagen. That is that should be for the title. Of bantamweight now, if you ask me, because obviously Cejudo's retired, so the title is vacant. But it was announced that Peter Yan is fighting Jose Aldo for the belt now, which is Peter Yan should be fighting, but he should be fighting Sterling or Sandhagen instead of Jose Aldo. But I think it, I think it was a bit more uh, politics that kind of got that that fight through. Yeah. Um, other than that, then Neil Magny is Neil Magny is solid, solid welterweight. Um, not too sure much about Fadi's fighting, but I'd imagine that'll be a, a Magny win. We covered Sean O'Malley last week. He had a, I reckon he'll spark, spark Wyland. Um, the prelims then, Alex Caceres and Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper is. Have you seen that video? If you look at Jay Super, he uh, he looks very similar to Ben Askren. He went up to uh, he went up to Masvidal after the uh, the KO, and he was like interviewing, and he's like, uh, um, "Okay, George Masvidal, can I call you uh, Street Jesus?" And Masvidal's like, oh, "Yeah, if you want." And he goes, "Okay, great." Um, so why did you do that to my dad? And puts the microphone in his face, right? And Masvidal's like. Who's your dad? And he's like, my dad is Ben Asker. And I put the microphone back in his face. He's like, oh, oh my god. Uh, he's like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> and Mazdal gets like visibly like rattled by it. <laughs> and then he's like, oh no, he's actually not my dad. And he's like, oh geez, I was just about to tell you that it's all like WWE, none of it's real. And I'm like, what's up? Um, but he's, I think he's either the youngest or the second youngest person in the USA. And he's very good grappler. Um. So he'd be one to watch. He's fighting Alex Sears, who was on the Ultimate Fire. He's been around. 
he's never been like stiffened up, knocked out or anything bad. So he's he's always kind of game, but he'll, mm. he'll do just be smooth. And um, other than that, then the early the early fights you can probably do it without. Um, yeah, um, sadly, I don't know why they don't like. So explain to me this now: what is the difference exactly between a main card and a fight night? Is there a difference? There's not, essentially. There's no real difference. It's just, obviously, there's now more fighters. So, exactly, so there's more fighters on the roster. So, they don't want to, not everything is going to be, say, UFC. If they don't, everything is UFC the way they used to, like, is in UFC 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Mm. They'd be up to 300 now. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. Like, so, they're just trying to keep it. Like, keep the numbers low, I suppose, and then save, say, the bigger fights. So, like, you'd never really get a title fight on a, on a fight night. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. Oh. So, like, the the kind of main numbered cards are more like the title fights and stuff, whereas the fight nights are just kind of, they're, like, the good fights, like, that, that burns and um, would you fight be good, like, but the cards are always that little bit weaker, like. Yeah. Um. But I'm surprised at this, and I thought, like, they've clearly not gone for a big 250, do you know what I mean? Like, they haven't, they've, they've obviously is... not looked as 250 as a huge milestone the way they have done with, like, 100 yeah, and, and 200, like. Um, there was also, there's also a card on on the 6th of June, or is that this on, it's on the 6th of June? This is the 7th, I think, of June. So it's not this weekend, obviously it's next weekend. Next weekend. There's one on... I think it's the weekend after. Or no, it's not. Sorry. Well, there is, actually. So, basically, the way the UFC are operating during this, because they're the only thing that's on, they're literally doing an event every week. So, they're going to be on the 30th, the 6th. So, tomorrow, then the 6th of June, 13th, 20th, 27th, 11th, the 18th, and the 25th. And then they're doing one in August then as well. Which is meant to be the Dublin show, which is the fifteenth of August, which I it won't go ahead. Like, mm-hmm. but um, I we put it up on the Instagram story there. Hooker and Poirier was announced for uh, the twenty seventh of um twenty seventh of June. That is going to be a real good fight. That's going to be a a, a, por- a Poirier is someone who, who who um I didn't really know an awful lot about. He fought McGregor and I hate him. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he kind of grown. He's probably he's great. I love Perry. He's probably one of my like favorite fighters. But obviously, when he was fighting McGregor, I I I too hate him. <laughs> he um, he's a he's a he's a mad old story. Like he was a he's from like Louisiana, but like he's a real nice bloke. Like so, he started fighting when he was like sixteen or something. Like, he has loads of pro fights that aren't on his record because there was no. Like sanction or do you know what I mean? So, and when you say pro, do you just mean he got paid from where well, like, it was, when it was a Kimbo Slice fight? <laughs> no, like a, like a pro fight, a pro MMA fight is yeah. four ounce gloves. No oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, an amateur fight is seven ounce gloves um, and three minute rounds, whereas a pro fight is four ounce gloves and five minute rounds. Um, so, he, he's like a load of, of pro fights from like the Louisiana circuit that. Aren't on his record. He's on that 
he's on some show, I think, like him back in the day, I think it's like called Fight Life or something of that nature, but he's on it. It's like him coming up. But like he's one of those like lads generally you just want them to win the whole time, do you know what I mean? Mm. He like um obviously McGregor's marked him out, that was a like featherweight, but then he moved up to lightweight and he went on like a decent run mm. and then he got chained. And then he went on another decent run and he finally got the belt and like he's breaking down in tears in the cage and all and he's like finally getting the money and then he he does loads for charity like he has like this foundation i think it's like called the good fight good fight foundation and they get like he like sells all his fight kits so you know the way they make them wear um the reebok fight kits yeah, yeah, yeah. sponsors and stuff yeah yeah so like he sells them after the fight and then like depending on what the good the foundation are doing that week or that month, say, is what they go. So, like, after I think it was, like, the Max Holloway fight where he won the belt, he sold the fight kit, and it was to get, say, like, X amount of disadvantaged kids, like, bought all their school books for the year. Do you know what I mean? So, like, he's just one of those lads. He doesn't have a fixed cause. He just just flicks through. Exactly. But it's all for kids, say, where he grew up. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He He doesn't have that mad Louisiana accent. He does a little bit. A kind of Frenchy, weird one. Like, have you ever he, watched... has... he does a little bit. Have you ever watched the True Detective? No. Season Alan Farrell's in that, isn't he? No, that's season two. That that, that actually isn't really... It's so, it, True Detective is one of the rare TV shows to go season one, then season three, and there's no other seasons. Um, Because Colin Farrell's <laughs> in the second one. Okay. Um, but they're in like the bayou in Louisiana and stuff. And the weird accent is, is mad. Going down the bayou. <laughs> um, he like has that. Um, I don't know what it is. It's that fucking stupid French symbol thing. The, yeah, what is it called? Uh, you know, it's the thing that the saints have. Yeah, there, I do know uh, what it's called. Uh, it's lost me. Brainer. Yeah, when it, whenever it is, he has it tattooed on him. So like he's and his, his surname is Poirier, which is like French, yeah, extremely yeah. French. Never yeah. really thought of that, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we also want him to win. So let's let's all just hope he wins. But other than that, enjoy this weekend's UFC and enjoy next weekend's UFC. But don't watch the prelims. And that's how you know in in the, Be- the Bellator or Bellator still haven't announced anything. Um, hopefully, hopefully soon because. The competition's good, do you know that kind of because it's 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 good to have like with no Bellator. I, I feel that UFC can kind of throw out these slightly more watered down cards because people can watch it anyway. People watching, anyway. I'm telling you, what, what I am surprised with as well is like sorry, that like boxing hasn't tried to get something on when they've seen the UFC and obviously. If you're a boxing diehard, you've kind of seen the impact MMA has had in taking fans and stuff away. It's more so probably the general sports fan than as opposed to the diehard fan over the last, yeah. say, 20 years. That they haven't, like, thrown out a fight to compete. Yeah, but boxing are, going, boxing are going down this whole moral high ground road that I just have no idea why. Like, it's mm. your man, um, I can't think of his name. Uh, Bob Aaron came out the other day, well, not the other day, just a couple of weeks ago, and um, was go- going on about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
your man, uh, your man Bob Aaron came out there the other day and was basically saying, "Came out of the closet." Yeah. <laughs> As a, as a seventy-year-old game, that's that's, that's um, a great, uh, great uh, first bit of uh, speaking there on the speaking uh, on the UFC uh, in the history he, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he he came out and he just he basically just said that they know I should be ashamed of themselves that uh, okay he's doing this. so he's like fairly high up in the box and saying so I'd imagine it'll remain quiet for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. No. Just. Just my way of thinking. Um, but I think it's like, I agree with you completely. Like, imagine, like, they don't, I don't know, like, even like Triple G and Canelo now or something. Or like, they don't, like, even Lomachenko and I, know, I think Crawford's a bit too big for him. But if they don't, like, like, this is the perfect time, I think, for like a big super fight. Like, mm. So if you had the likes of Canelo. And, and Triple G, or even if you just don't like Wilder and Fury are down to have a rematch like that, that's that's fine and everything. Like, it mm. was it like, even if you've done that, like, the money that it would generate, like, I think, like you were saying about the UFC, like, the people would just watch it because it's on. Mm. So, yeah, and there's something about a boxing fight, like, the people do still kind of want to see the heavyweight fights and do want to still yeah. see. There is still something about boxing that does kind of, as a sport and kind of, as a spectacle, people just always want yeah. to know. They they do it like they it's do like the do Super it Bowl. quite well. Yeah, like they they do it quite well, like a big boxing fight in the sense that like they're the undercards are, are always stink because it's nearly like here is like the huge spectacle of the main event. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're saying like, oh, here's when you're looking at, say, the undercards and stuff, and it's like, oh, these lads' skill level, like, these are pro fighters, and their skill level is nowhere near as high as, as these lads that you're going to see. Like, you know, that kind they of... kind of use the same model of, of, of a concert, as in, like, the, the, the warm-ups usually are yeah. terrible. Like. Yeah. But then there's always that one time where you come out from a concert and you're like, Jesus, the people that were on beforehand mm. were class. I remember watching a, watching a fight years ago. I think it was Ricky Hatton on a, a Mayweather's fight. And Canelo was on the uh, yeah. The that's what I'm saying. Every once in a while, there's gonna be someone yeah. on the up. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, hopefully McGregor fights soon. Also, that that seems to be uh, seen, that's been, seen, seems been to be a lot teased. more rumors flying yeah. in, and the old uh, sports have notifications. The old Bleach Report is be sending me. Yeah, he's uh, he's been he's been teasing, but let me tell you. People will all come out and say how much they hate McGregor and this, that, and the other. I think we touched on this before, but by God, during a time of quarantine, if he was to fight, the lad would be on it. The lad will be on it. Like, everyone will be involved. Everyone and their granny will be on the session. Yeah. They meant the lads walking around the house in their three-piece. No problem. <laughs> it, would only be, it would only be a two-piece because you'd only have the shirt, the, the waistcoat, and the jacket on. No jocks on. Well, no know, jocks. I'd say there's a few lads that's putting on a few pounds in quarantine, so they might leave the waistcoat off. Jacket open. Yeah. <laughs> Wear a t-shirt underneath instead of a shirt. I'm just going to show on a polo here. <laughs> no, so I can breathe. Um, 
but yeah, hopefully, hopefully something is is announced soon. So, uh, if we push on to the uh, or to the uh, NRL, um, so I suppose I don't necessarily want to apologize, but I suppose anyone that absolutely fucking no one, anyone that's been dealing with me over the last maybe couple of days will have noticed that. I had the same similar energy to a vegan crossfitter with ADHD. Um, I was just ramming it down your throat. Um, and it's off the steel work. Anyone yeah. hit the steel work this weekend, yeah? No, but it's been brilliant. Um, I'm assuming I'm the only <laughs> oh, one here that's watching. It's fucking fabulous. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, they made some rule changes as well. So they implemented the six again. So basically, you know, I've been on to you about kind of the wrestler's great to watch and stuff like that. Yeah. It is great to watch when you're kind of a bit of a... When you get a bit technical about it and you kind of really enjoy the nuances of the game and stuff. But for the general sports fan, it's probably not. Um, it slows down the play the ball and stuff. So they brought in a rule now where... So obviously in rugby league, you, you have six tackles in your set. Um, if, there's, if the referee deems it's a bit... It's more borderline... Like... Um, you're trying to slow the play down. They'll they'll give the other, the attacking team another set of six tackles. So they'll start the tackle count again. Oh, okay. So as a result, defenses are more tired. It's introduced more fatigue. So you've seen kind of the high score lines. If you look across the the score lines, I mean, Parramatta blew out the Broncos on Thursday, twenty four to six. Then this first thing this morning, the Cowboys blew out um, the Titans, thirty six to six. And then the Sydney Roosters and the Rabbitohs. That's a huge derby game. It's kind of blue collar, white collar in Sydney. Um, the the Roosters are based in Bondi, so they're kind of the white collar. The Rabbitohs are South Sydney, so they're kind of blue collar workers. Um, that was actually an incredible game, but because of the rule changes, the Roosters ended up blowing them out because they were so fatigued towards the end. Um, they're obviously trying to get at that kind of more. But like you could see average viewer friendliness. Sorry, do you know what I mean? They're obviously trying to make it that like average viewer friendness, as in like Absolutely. if me and Brian were to watch it, it's Absolutely. like oh Jesus, look how high scoring this is. Yeah, but uh, you could see this a lot. Obviously, there'll be I think there'll be a few blowouts this weekend, and then like the Broncos game, it was painfully obvious that their coach had not adapted the kind of playing style to suit the rule changes. He he'd gone as if it was the old rules, which were like two referees and stuff like that. It's now gone to one referee. It's it's so much faster. Um. And and because it's uh, thing about rugby league as well is it's kind of developed into a more structured game. So you were trying to get certain plays off at certain points because it's that much faster. The structure goes out the window, and it's a lot more ad lib play and stuff. So really enjoyable anyway. Um, if anyone tuned in, there's a few things you might have noticed. Um, they I think they have it on like a twenty second delay, and there's someone in the studio in Sydney putting the crowd noise on, so you can't oh, hear yeah. the crowd noise at the oh, stadium. Yeah, yeah. When you're watching on the telly, you're hearing the crowd noise. And because they put a 20-second delay, you can kind of put fitting crowd noise, I suppose. So, like, cheering for a try or whatever. Um, clapping someone when they go off. Um, being substituted. Um, a roar, like, for, like, a good bit of play and stuff like that. So, it's good. Like, you, first five minutes, you're like, this is weird because there's no one there and I can hear all this noise. Then oh, no, minutes, that's that's right on my street. I've, I've called for this since the start. Yeah. Like, it's just you give it a watch. And as I said, our previous account, I have like six devices I can add to that league ass. And no one's taking me up on the offer. I, I've, never, I've never you experienced I've never experienced propaganda like this. In my oh, life. It's unbelievable. And I, I, I'm clinging to the one excuse. There's nothing else on. 
Um, it'll be different like, whenever it comes back. <laughs> why don't you just try it? <laughs> What's yeah. the worst that could happen? Remember what I said? Like a vegan crossfitter with ADHD. Yeah. Um, just shoving down people's throats. Um, so then, I suppose that, that, that they were the opening three games. So I suppose Parramatta unbeaten. Um, it's three wins from three because it's two rounds before COVID. Um, the Roosters with the rain and the rain champions they actually lost their first two rounds, so it's good for them to get a win back on the board. Then we've three games tomorrow, so you have New Zealand Warriors who I touched that before. Like they can't pl- fly their players in and out. They're stationed permanently in Australia when they're when they're traditionally based in Auckland. Um, they've made huge sacrifices to ha- have the competition go ahead, um, which they've done. Um, but I do think they're going to struggle. Um, now they are up against St. George of the Loire tomorrow. St. George of the Loire are kind of in a few problems themselves, but I think they'll probably they'll probably beat the, the Warriors. Unless, of course, um, the Warriors find themselves in one of those rare situations where they're kind of united in their kind of difficult time. You know, sometimes teams, like, um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. You know, like certain teams get kind of when stuff goes against them, outside of their they, control, they kind of they bind, better. Bind to, yeah, they kind of bind together. Yeah. Trying to give a good example of that, but uh, I can't. Um, anyway, I suppose I, I know the point is right. It, it's the equivalent yeah. of like teams when players get sent off, play better. Yeah, or like yeah. like when, when a huge player gets banned for like six weeks or something. Like, what? like when Louis Suarez got banned and everyone came out in, in, in those t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! That so that'll never not be funny. Like Jamie Carragher apologised for that recently. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Jamie Carragher has a lot to apologise. Like spitting that child. Um, <laughs> that's something I'd like to see him. And I loved, I loved how the season ended. And then all of a sudden, he just came back at the start of the new season. Don't then. Good eye. I said, "Do you know? Do you know what it is? I'll tell you the perfect example. So it's like when the New Orleans Saints in the first season after Hurricane Katrina won the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like it, it's something that's not say on the field affects them that they kind of tend to band together. Anyway, yeah, pretty long way to go around and, and not that great point. But you look. Um, <laughs> stumbling here with my RHD um, then obviously it's a triple header so you have the, the Cronulla Sharks against the West Tigers the Cronulla Sharks is that club I mentioned had the player suspended just before the season before the restart they had a club that has had the, the peptide scandal um, a couple of years back I think it was maybe six years ago and now this so they'll be looking for a bounce back win the West Tigers are do you remember years ago Arsenal were always fourth no matter what it yes. did they were, they were fourth yeah. Well, the West Tigers are are always ninth, which which is outside the playoff spots. The top eight going to playoffs, so they are always ninth. Okay. One of those clubs. Then arguably the tie it around, which is the Storm, Melbourne Storm and Canberra Raiders. Obviously, big boys being a Canberra Raiders man myself, um, but yeah, both teams have won the first two games. Melbourne Storm are kind of like the New England Patriots, Man United in the nineties. They just they're very professional. Um, they've they some great players, but they always seem to win. Um, Canberra Raiders, they're kind of they got to the NRL final last year. Um, unlucky enough to lose to the Sydney Roosters. Kind of a team in building with a, with a good few talented players we've been in for the last couple of years. It should be a crack of a game. Um, then two games on Sunday, 
you've another two unbeaten teams in the Newcastle Knights and again another team building and the Pembroke Panthers should be a good game and then finally to see us off the Canterbury Bulldogs won't do much this year the Manly Sea Eagles probably will do They've, they're quite tight in terms of a, 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 like squad depth and stuff like that but if, they, if they're if lucky with injuries they, they could go well um, and that's kind of your, your full friction list for round three so look they're early um, like it was tomorrow like if a game at 6 o'clock in the morning not going to watch it not going to lie to you I'll watch it on replay um, then you have games at half 8 and half 10 and then you have a 7 o'clock game on Sunday and a 9.30 game but look tune in if you haven't Um it's live sport. Yeah, it's it's very handy to have that yoke there as well, like so you can just log it on whenever. Yeah, thank you. Just 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 hit me up. Just, log yeah. Oh, thanks so much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it, it's getting to the stage where I'm I'm gonna break into your house and log in on a device in your house <laughs> and just leave it up. Surpr- surprise. <laughs> uh, um, I actually had there was a question I had now about this and and it escapes me. But I might have to. <laughs> I just see your ears pricking up. <laughs> um, no, I, I'll think of it, and I, I could could mention it on next week's podcast. But yeah, uh, yeah, because that's um, it is what it is. Like it, it's one of those things that like you are kind of given an opportunity here. Any sport coming back early, like mm-hmm. I think the game on Thursday night, what they had their record number of TV, like the, the record TV audience in the history of the sport simply because there's nothing else on um, A in Australia and worldwide um, so there's a lot of American fans and Canadian fans tuning in um, the, like it was early in the morning there as well so yeah well, the early games are tough aren't they like they are like, but like I mean like 10.30 is a perfect time for say like today there was a game on the Rabbitohs the Cowboys Titans game was on at 9 o'clock the Roosters Rabbitohs game was on at ten to eleven. I put them on in the background while I was on while I was tending to work. Probably more than likely I was I had Jesus on. I better sign I had work on in the background and I was watching the games like but they're just very handy times. Um Yeah, I know what you mean. Um the yeah. some cracking names. When you look at when you look at the teams, there's some cracking names. Yeah, um, there's a lot of like obviously NFL influence. Um, yeah, with the the, the, the press that even yeah, very NFL. Um, <laughs> the Rabbitohs actually the ship of the trivia here. They're owned by Russell Crowe. Um, no way! Did he have a program on that before? Yeah, he did. But him him taking it over. Yeah, I I watched that years ago. No, it was on like stand or something, was it? It was on stand. Yeah. I swear to God, I that's a story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hardly just went. <laughs> like you said, Russell Crowe, and I just went. Oh, I'm just gonna throw this out there. <laughs> <laughs> did he perhaps do a show <laughs> on this if he particular? Did, it's, a, it's a hell of a just throw it up. Yeah, I just I just put it up. Um, no, I do remember, and he's like sitting in the open the box and he's like I think they lose a the game or something and he goes full like when he oh, was mate. smashing people's head with phones in hotel rooms and oh, he's just and do, what, what he used to do as well is uh, he used to do from Gladiator no, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is like Julius Caesar if the Rabbitohs were like winning well like say with 10 minutes to go he'd come out and he'd just be like 
the thumb down yeah, killed him. Oh, it was bizarre. Like, but look, he saved them because they were they were going. If you watch that, if you can remember that, they they were kind of they were voted out of the league, um, because they were that bad financial ruin, and they marched to get them back in and stuff, and then he took over and stuff. So, look, that's pretty much. And I have fun there. I'm a Russell Crowe. I was saying, but it's neither here nor there. When he, when, in all fairs, we took them over. He probably probably was making good movies, and then as soon as he took them over, we probably started making bad movies. So. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a, there could be a, a good masters there for you. Anyone that's uh, looking. Anyone who's involved. Um, other than that, this is probably the first week we've had no last dance to talk about. No, um, but it still rages on. Apparently, on Monday night, though, yeah. BT Sport had there was an ESPN thirty for thirty on Lance Armstrong. I must try and find it. It's meant to be very good. Really? Yeah. About like how it was broken and stuff and how well it was covered up and stuff mm. might I didn't yeah maybe do you know what else was apparently brilliant um, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady playing golf apparently that was huge Peyton Manning now is just it strikes me as someone who is just an idiot like I know he's not no apparently he just like absolutely no. Tom Brady to bits no I know he's not but like you know when you look at him and you're like that man is an idiot <laughs> Yeah, I just think he looks he looks stupid. It's the it's the fact that he he can sell real estate on his forehead too. Doesn't help. You know. Yeah. So anything else to to the schools? Outside of that, I don't I don't think we went else this week, do we? Um. No, I I don't think there is no. On this bank holiday, Friday. Be safe. Recycle your cans. <laughs> Bring your bottles to the bottle bank. That's, that was my next point. If you get bottles, please go to the bottle bank. Be safe. Provided they're inside your 5k radius. If not, save them for another day. Likely phase two. 20k on the 8th of June. Be there. Yeah. Be square. Yes. Shame it wasn't the 8th of May. No one, no one feels that more than A me. A missed opportunity. <laughs> no one feels it more than me. Let me tell you this. Right, well, I've been the Sasquatch. They've been Berg and Darian and the Doctor. Um, so thanks for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a review. Download the podcast also. Helps. helps Follow us on, on Instagram. Ask a question. Shoot us the bar stools. Number three, not letters. Be there. That's very important. Take care. There. All the best. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye.